Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. Daniel, can you pray, play, <laughs> not pray, can you play that YouTube clip for us, please? I watched something on TV the other day, and it really touched me, and God spoke to me through it, and I want to just share that with all of you. So... Do you hear the warnings of the Impala? The lions are doing nothing, but the Impalas are aware of them and warning. As I watched that clip and I heard the warnings of the impalas, God spoke to me and he said to me, every time that you move in the things of God, every time that you walk around, the demons are warning each other in the same way that the impalas are warning. The demons are aware of you even when you're not hunting, even when you're not praying, even when you're not ministering, the Demonic world are responding to you and warning every other demon that there's a Christian in the area. There's a Christian that is making a stand. There's a Christian that's praying. So imagine every time we get together, like yesterday afternoon, we got together to pray. And we prayed over so many areas. The demons were warning each other with a call that they understand and saying, get out of the way. The Christians are coming. The Christians are moving around. The Christians are taking ground. We better move. In Luke 10 and verse 18, just after Jesus sent out the disciples, just the same way he has sent us out. Remember, it's not only the pastors that are sent out, not only the leaders that are sent out, but everybody who's given their life to Christ is sent out. Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. When you speak out and minister, things shift in the demonic realm. The power of Satan in this country is broken when Christians minister the gospel. When Christians are praying and standing in the gap for this country. Our country is in crisis, not only with the pandemic, but in the midst of the pandemic, people are rioting and burning stuff and carrying on. But God says there's some lions walking around that is making the demons flee. That is making the demons say, watch out, the church is on the move. Watch out, the church is waking up. The church is not lying under a tree sleeping anymore. Now you understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to stand before you, will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Christians, 
We need to stand up in this time. We need to face this pandemic head on. We need to face this violence and things when justice is busy being proceeded. Nobody is being unfairly treated. Everything is going according to righteous judgment. And people are standing up and wanting to make trouble about it. Righteousness needs to prevail. And the Christian church needs to back the government when the government is taking righteous steps. The Christians need to stand there and say, we're not going to allow this on our watch. We're going to pray for our president. We're going to pray for Zondo. We are going to pray for the people of God that are standing and doing righteous things. Verse 20 says, however, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source of your authority. Don't try and do it in your own strength. Don't try and do it because you want to do it. Do it because you are clothed in the authority of God. You have Him all over you. And God says, you need to walk in like those lions walk in. You see, they're not looking behind every bush. Is there an impala that's scaring me? Is there something that's going to come at me? A lion's walking boldly and everything else scatters. That is our job as Christians, to walk in and to change the atmosphere. You know, at those water holes, when the lions are not there, there can be hundreds of animals there. But when the lion walks in, everything else scatters and he takes total charge. And this is what God says is there for the kingdom of God. That is there for the, the children of God. But what do we do? We just moan and groan about what's wrong instead of taking up our authority and changing things. Why do we only get 10 people to a prayer meeting? Why do we have to ask people to come in and saying, use the authority that you have and start changing the world around you? Young people, don't let the pandemic stop you from holding up the promises you made to God. God's hand is upon you, and you are the generation that is going to live in the South Africa that is changing at this time. I'm telling you, there's great changes coming in this country. Why? Because I see the government taking righteous steps. I'm not saying everything is sorted. I'm not saying that there's no mistakes. But I'm seeing a government that is pursuing righteousness, and my heart leaps because I know God is going to change. This pandemic needs to force us into our prayer closets. It mustn't make us scared to come out. It mustn't push us so far back that we don't do anything. Yes, the government has asked us not to meet, and we're sticking to that for the moment. But I'm telling you, we're coming back stronger. We're coming back with more understanding of our authority. We're coming back more committed than ever. Are you going to be part of it? Or are you going to be watching? In Daniel 10, oh, Yendranaka. Daniel started and he had a fast. They were in trouble. They were in exile. But he had a, a heartache for the time of his country. And in verse 2, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three full weeks. You see, we do a little prayer for 10 seconds. But have we mourned for three weeks for our country? 
Have we mourned prayed for the pandemic? Or have we said a two-minute prayer while we're getting into our bed, say, Lord, please bless this country, and then we're over and done with. But the appointed time was long, and he understood the message. Sorry, that's verse 1. In verse 3, I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came over into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Upaz. This is obviously a picture of Jesus. His body was beryl and his face like appearance of lightning, his eyes like bright torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. So Jesus appeared to him after three weeks of praying. How many times did a Christian give up after two hours of praying, after 15 minutes of praying? We're saying it's done. Carry on verse 7 for me, Dan. Oh, yeah. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Christians, are your encounters with God scaring the non-Christians? Are they having a great terror because they see God upon you so powerfully that they know they cannot stay the same? Christians have disdain, I mean the non-Christians have disdain for a powerless church. And they write, we must change for their sake. We have to change so that they cannot say that we have no effect. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision and no strength remained in me. For my vigor was turned to frailty in me. Does your encounter with God change your physical? And I remained, retained no strength. He prayed so much that there was nothing left of him when he was finished praying. Yes, I heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words... I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me. Oh, the suddenlies of God. (laughs) When you are finished, when you've got nothing left, when you've pushed into the point of falling apart, when you've prayed and prayed and prayed and you think you can't pray anymore, and suddenly a hand touches me, which made me tremble on my knees, and on the palms of my hands. So he was crawling on the ground. And suddenly a hand is touching him. And he said to me, Oh Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for I have been sent to you. So this angel, this Jesus, whoever that being was, came and said, you are so beloved. But why did he only appear to Daniel? Because Daniel was the one who pushed in. He said, I'm not letting God go. Even if it takes 21 days, I am going to push in until I get an answer. God doesn't come on your clock. 
You are not the manager of God. God is the manager of you. And if God takes six months to answer you, then God takes six months to answer you. Don't give up. If God takes a year to answer you, don't give up. But keep on pushing in. You know who's got this authority? Is the old grannies in church. They pray and pray and pray. And the young people want an instant prayer. They just want to have it right now. So I'm calling on the grannies of Frontline. I'm calling on the old ladies, men and women. So I push in as an example to the young people. Push in to that place where nobody can deny the authority on your life. Oh, Shindaranuku. And I stood there trembling. Then he said to me, verse 12, Don't fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. God is going to intervene because of your prayers. God is not going to intervene when you don't pray. And he said, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the revision refers to many days yet to come. So I want you to understand this thing in the, the spiritual realm, that there's more to what we see on earth. There's something happening in the spiritual realm, and we as Christians are in charge of that spiritual realm, and we make it happen by our words. That's what the scripture says. That is what the previous one says. When you started ministering, Satan fell from heaven. And there are ministering spirits that are trying to get our country into more and more turmoil. The pandemic, the political violence, all those things come from a spirit that wants to destroy our country. And I don't mind what color you are. I don't mind what creed you are. I don't care what language you speak. But you have to stand up and saying, I believe that God's got South Africa. I believe that God's going to lead this through. Yes, there's wrong things in the past and there's wrong things since handover. There's a lot of things we can blame. But ultimately, we must lay the blame before the Christians that have not taken up their place. Me and you have failed this country. Me and you have not pushed in until we've seen the victory. Oh, just something else to confirm. I'll jump to Psalm 91 before I call mom up. I want to say that God is angels that have given, been given charge over you. 91 verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. So there is a spiritual realm, both demons that are resisting and angels that have given, been given a charge over you. But you are the one that has to speak. You are the one who has the authority. Frontline City Church and everybody else watching, you have the authority to change the circumstances in this country. Let's take it seriously. Kevin Meshu, the chairman of the ACDP, has asked South Africa to pray today. I only got the message long after I prepared this. But let us pray today as one against the violence and against this pandemic until we see a change happening.
Let us stand together. Mom is going to come minister now on even in the New Testament, how angels operated and made change and spiritual things were there and that we have a responsibility in the spiritual realm. Come on, love. Amen, amen. I so believe that we as Christians can impact our nation by the mere fact that we carry the presence of Jesus Christ within us. Where Jesus goes, we go. Where we go, Jesus goes. We become one with him when we give our hearts to Jesus. Uh, in the book of Mark, in, in, in uh, uh, chapter 5, I just want to talk to you about the story. Jesus was on his way to Gerasenes, and he landed there with a boat, and he got out. And suddenly this demon-possessed man came running and flung himself at the feet of Jesus. And what struck me in this uh, uh, story was, I want to read from verse 3. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a change. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, this happened. This happened continually. People had written him off. They had written the situation off. They had said there was no hope for the situation. It sort of rings true with the COVID pandemic, with the violence in South Africa, with the corruption, with poverty. People have given up. But I want to tell you, this man flung himself at the feet of Jesus. And, and when, he, when he arrived in the presence of Jesus, when he because he saw Jesus from a far distance. Those demons knew. Those demons knew that Jesus was in the area. But the man made the decision, despite the demonic possession, to fling himself at the feet of Jesus. And you know what happened? Jesus cast those demons out. But those demons responded because they saw Jesus the minute he came into that area, they were away. Just like Dad spoke about those lions, when they walked into the area by the water, the buck screamed and shouted and everything ran. So these demons left that man. And that which was given as a completely hopeless situation, that man that there was no hope for, that man that was chained day and night with suffering, what happened? The demons were cast out, and, and the people came, look, and verse 15 says, When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Come on, South Africa. Come on, Christians across the world. You make the change. You carry the presence of Jesus Christ. When you walk into a place, when you walk into the room, you can impact for Jesus Christ. It's time we bring change. I want to tell you a story. A few years ago, I was at a, a prayer meeting, and we'd been praying maybe for about three to four hours and we'd been worshiping and praying. And the meeting ended and I'd got into my car and I decided I need to buy some groceries for the house. And I went to stop at a, at a spa, a spa shop. And as I walked out 
my car and I walked towards the shop. At the corner of my eye, I saw a Mercedes parked there and I saw a man bent over talking to somebody in the Mercedes. As I walked past, this man spun around and he screamed, an unearthly scream, get away, get away from me. The big, great woman of faith that I am got such a fright, I ran into the spa and I waited there till he left. But what I should have done, I should have cast those demons out. And I want to tell you, all I did was spend time worshiping and praying in the Spirit. Believers, imagine what happens when you begin to push into God more than ever. Imagine what happens when you begin to understand your spiritual authority, that you can change your nation. Your praise, your presence, who you are, doesn't matter your age. I've seen young children cast out demons out of great big men. And I've seen when they've prayed or prophesied over these great big men, these men fall on their knees and their lives are changed. In the kingdom of God, there is no age. So I'm calling the young people, rise up young people, take up your authority, become demon slayers on behalf of your Jesus Christ. It's time. We are not of those that shrink back. We will roar like lions. We are brave like lions because our God, the lion of Judah is within us. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. Dad mentioned Luke 10, verse 18 to 20. Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell from heaven like lightning to the ground. Satan is toppled. He's toppled. He's under our feet. Now you understand that I've imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. It's time we start trampling Satan underfoot. It's time we go take our warfare into the spiritual realm and say, no more, Satan. We trample you underfoot. We believe in our Jesus. We believe in the words he said. That means we've got authority. You will trample upon every, 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 every demon. There's nothing that's excluded. Every demon before you and overcome every power. God has spoken. He's given you the authority and the power over every power. Nothing can stand in your way. Nothing. Every power that Satan possesses, you have authority over. Let me say that again. Every power that Satan possesses, you have power and authority over. Believe it. Hashtag, I believe I have the power. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in that authority. Hey, your real source of joy isn't merely these spirits submit to your authority but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. That is your true source of authority. Your authority is based on who Jesus is and that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You have authority. Your joy comes from that fact, not the fact that you can cast out demons. Please, any believer can do that, even young kids. 
that are full of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. But we rejoice because our name's written in the Lamb's book of life. That's your authority. That's why you have authority. It's because you know Jesus. You know who you are. You know who he is. And you believe him. Mark 1 verse 10. And again, I'm reading from the Passion. This is when Jesus got baptized. The moment Jesus rose up out of the water... John saw the heavenly realm split open and the heavenly and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. I wonder what you would do if you were John and you suddenly saw the heavenly realm split open. What would you do if suddenly the heavenly realm split open and you could see right this second? with your natural eyes, into the spiritual world. I'm telling you now, the spiritual world is more real than this earthly world, than this flesh and this blood. We fight in the spirit. Come on, believers. Come on, Christians. It's time you rise up. Take your stand. We have authority. Hallelujah. Mark 1, verse 21 to 28. I want to read, maybe, Jesus was teaching on the Sabbath. And verse 22, the people were awestruck by his teaching because he's taught in a way that demonstrated God's authority, which was quite unlike the religious scholars. If you're a believer, you can demonstrate the authority of Jesus Christ. You can live it. You can speak it. You do not need to be ashamed. You can be saved two minutes and demonstrate the authority of Jesus Christ. You don't have to wait 10 years. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have, have to have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted to demonstrate the authority of Jesus. You've got to be a believer. You've got to know Jesus and while Jesus was just preaching, verse 23, suddenly during the meeting, a demon-possessed man screamed out, Hey, leave us alone, Jesus the victorious. I know who you are. You're God's holy one, and you have come to destroy us. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Silence, you are bound. Come on out of him. We've had times in our services when for no reason... Demons would manifest. You should be walking to the shop and demons manifest around you. And don't be scared like I was back then. Hey, come on. You, if they manifest, that means they know the authority. And it's time you say, demons, you get out. You get out. You get out of this person. We have to set people free. We have to stand up for righteousness. We have authority. You have authority. Come on, Christian. Come on, Christian. We hear sermon after sermon, week after week, and we sit there and we say, yes, good sermon. Well, it's time we get off our butts. What do they always say? A blessed assurance. 
and let's go give some real assurance to the people going to hell. And let's stand in the gap. Let's walk in authority. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to shift things. Let's take our authority over every demonic force that dares to challenge the establishment of the kingdom of God in our country, in our families, in our lives, in our health, and in our finances. Oh, come on now. Come on, I feel the power of God. Whew, come on. Hallelujah. <sighs> Verse 26 says, The man's body shook violently in spasms, and the demon hurled him to the floor until it finally came out of him with a deafening shriek. Don't be scared at the war. Don't be scared at warfare. Don't be scared at manifestations. Satan only manifests because he's scared. And he knows his days are numbered. Come on. The crowd was awestruck and kept saying among themselves, what is this new teaching that comes with such authority? With a mere word, he commands demons to come out of him and to obey him. We can just say, leave the man, leave the woman, be set free in the name of Jesus. And demons have to go. You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be an apostle or some other great and holy appointed person. If you name the name of Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have authority. Parents, don't stop your kids from ministering in the supernatural. Don't tell them to be quiet. Encourage them to pray. Encourage them to cast out demons. Encourage them to prophesy. Encourage them to heal the sick. If you can't do it, then kids, you do it anyway. You be obedient to Jesus. But I want to tell you, parents, parents, you have a responsibility to teach your children to operate within their authority as God-given children of God. Come on. Come on. Oh, but I'm just protecting them. You won't protect them. You will not protect them if you don't encourage them to walk in their spiritual authority. Come on, guys. Come on. And verse 28. So the reports about Jesus spread like wildfire through every community in Galilee. I've had, Dad and I have had some pretty serious demonic encounters in our life. We've had demons try and strangle us. We've had demons manifest and threaten us. But I want to say, I know who my God is. And my God is good. And my God loves me. And he loves you. Satan would try to lie to you and tell you that Jesus doesn't exist. Satan would like to lie to you and tell you that the Christians are wimps. Satan would like to lie to you and tell you you've got to live with whatever condition or poverty or sickness or whatever for the rest of your life. Well, I've come to tell you. You don't have to. There's a God in heaven that sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price for you. Amen. 
And if you have never given your life to Jesus, or if you've maybe years ago gave your life to Jesus, but you've been living a life that is cold and far from God, I want to ask you right now where you are. Just close your eyes and pray this prayer with me. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today acknowledging that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I ask for forgiveness of my sins and I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died and rose so that I may belong to you. Thank you from this moment on. I am forgiven and I'm free and that I'm now a child of God. And I want to add to that. I now have authority to trample on every demon because I belong to Jesus Christ and he lives within me. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to pray in a minute or two for those who are affected with COVID, those who are facing poverty, those who are facing some kind of illness or whatever challenge. Won't you put your name or the person's name? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to take authority over the spirit of infirmity. In fact, right now, Ashley, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of infirmity that is attacking the body of Ashley. And I say, spirit of infirmity, you leave Ashley's body now. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now for complete restoration now. As I'm praying in the Spirit, things are happening. Those that you are trusting for, their names, the families, the people that have COVID. Put their names there. If you're trusting for finance, hashtag finance. Come on, guys. We are going to pray and fight for every single person. Lord God, you have given me authority. And I take authority of every spirit of poverty in the name of Jesus. I bind you and I command you to leave the viewers right now in Jesus' name. If you've been bound by the spirit of, uh, of poverty, you need to sow a seed. That's how you break the spirit of poverty in your life. You need to sow a seed. COVID, spirit of COVID, infirmity, spirit of infirmity. I command you to leave the bodies of the people on this group and mentioned here in the name of Jesus. Healing begins right now. 
We will not accept anything less than complete healing and restoration in the name of Jesus. I get excited about Jesus. I get excited about Jesus. Oh, oh Jesus, I'm so excited about you. Restore to us, God, what Satan has stolen. We repent, God, from not taking our authority. God, by your Holy Spirit, burn a fire in us. That that fire will burn so bright that where we walk, that we like those lions, that we walk in the power of God. I'm going to ask Dan, won't he please play that clip of the lions? Come on, guys. We are as bold as a lion. We walk with the fire of God in us. When we walk into a room, when we walk into a suburb, when we walk into a city, when we walk into a mall, the demons tremble because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I love you, family. Take your authority. Stand strong. God is for you. And never, ever, ever give up. Amen and amen. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.